0: From the start, you were a thief, you stole my heart, and I you Episode
1: 018 2013, Legends of Tron Fantasy Football Podcast. Week two is in the books, and I am your host as always, Narf Money. I'm live from Philly. Talk with none other than Choirboy, making his podcast debut tonight. We're talking about week two and week three, Eliminator, Real Trades in the NFL, Trades going down in fantasy, Moose giving Lamb Chop the title, hopefully not, but we'll get to that, everything else, stick around, we got Tron Ranks, Fuse Band Trade Proposals, listen up. Alright guys, week 2 is in the books. This is Narf and I'm joined by a very special guest. We have Choir Boy on his first podcast. What's up man? Hey Narf, how's it going? Good to be here. Well it had better be because you're the only one that didn't come on the
2: show last year. What's your excuse? Um, I was finishing up my PhD, I guess that's an excuse, but you had Priest on, right? I did have Priest on. I had every single person on. I had Vigo on yeah. like
1: 5 times.
2: I guess, I guess that's no excuse then if, if Priest was doing the same and he still got on the show. That's so. true.
1: So did you, did you finish or you're all done now? Yeah, I'm all
2: done. I was at uh, UC San Diego uh, for the last six years, finished my PhD in economics, and now I'm up in Oakland doing a postdoc at Berkeley. So.
1: Oh, you live in Oakland. I was just there over Labor Day weekend. Oh, no way. I did not know you lived there. I thought you still lived down in San Diego, I guess. But no, I, guess- I
2: just moved up back in July and wow. been settling in in August. Yeah, what, what were you doing up in Oakland?
1: Uh, so I went to visit some friends, well we actually, my friend lives in Oakland, but then we went camping for the weekend, like up north a few hours, but... Oh nice, there's yeah, so much
2: camping out here, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a really fun weekend, I was, it, was, it was nice. Um, yeah, so, so cool, so you are in a post-bac program you said?
2: Uh, yeah, so I finished my PhD in economics and I'm doing a two year postdoc at
1: Berkeley Ah, and then that after does, that, does. are you moving are you moving back to the East Coast, or are you staying out there forever? Uh,
2: so then I go back in the job market in about a year and a half, and then go where that takes me. So who knows?
1: Interesting. So who would win in an econ fight right now? Are you a priest? That's a good question. We'd have to find out. Well, okay. Well, you, <laughs> we you spec- would have to show up to an alumni game or something so we could <laughs> uh, find out.
2: Maybe a special podcast segment. M-
1: maybe. I. Ooh, if I had thought about it ahead of time. Maybe if you come on again, I'll have priest on, and we can do a straight-up econ <laughs> battle. But I won't know how to ask the questions or judge that, so
2: that might, just makes it more interesting. It might
1: not work that well. So, <laughs> so did you play like ultimate or anything out there? What's what do you? So, doing? I've gotten away from
2: it actually. I played with the squids for about half a year at UCSD, and then the PhD program got in the way, and I had to quit because uh, they were traveling pretty much every weekend, going pretty far for tournaments. That's yeah, they extensive.
1: used to. They're not good anymore, I don't think, but they used to be really
2: good, right? Uh yeah, they were. They were sort of okay. They were. They were sort of like the first or second team out, so the first or second team not to make Nationals.
1: I mean, compared
2: to region. Tron, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they, they were solid. No real exceptional players, no Frogger caliber players, but just a lot deeper than Tron, which makes sense when it's a huge school, right? Yeah.
1: So you, so you, you don't play like Pickup or Summer League or anything anymore?
2: No, so I was playing some Pickup in San Diego, uh, doing some weekend Pickup games, some Beach Ultimate, which was pretty fun, but...
1: Yeah, it's it kind of hard you
2: know, when like you can't really devote enough time to play with a good team and then you end up just playing pickup and being frustrated all the time. So.
1: Dude, I, I completely understand that. It, it is hard to to dedicate enough time post-college when you have a billion other things going on. Yeah. I'd
2: like to get back to it maybe try to find some decent pickup or maybe a co-ed team or something out here in Berkeley. So are you like a full integrated California person now? I am. Yeah, I'm a California resident. I've been living here for over six years now and uh, hope to stay out here permanently.
1: Really? Possible. So you're like a transplant, like you're brainwashed and you just love it out there? I do.
2: I, I do love it out here. Got into a lot of outdoor stuff. Uh, big I can tell spread. from
1: your Facebook pictures, you have zero pictures <laughs> doing anything that's not outside. That, that's that, Yeah, all I do
2: is, is is go outside, hiking, backpacking, trail running, uh, gotten into home brewing a lot, become kind of a beer nerd. Out here in California. Interesting. I don't really support beer nerds, but
1: it's okay. <laughs> but I mean, when when I go through to pick pictures for like the weekly rankings and try to do themes, like you're almost always a limiting factor. <laughs> you have <laughs> yeah, you have show,
2: variety. With with mine your is like the one that is unlike all the others.
1: I, exactly. I was going for like bromances, preferably in dress clothes. But you, I just found that I knew I was going to find no. that for you, so I just picked the first random picture I could find. <laughs> all right cool so so let's move on to some some fantasy now that we caught up on your life sounds good let's do it so so week two you held on against um who were you playing it was i was playing noah no i just had your score right right right. and he had aj green going monday night who you who actually did not have a good game were you worried going into that monday night spot yeah you know i was watching the game
2: and i was i was watching with my girlfriend with coral and uh I was trying to explain to her that I wanted the Bengals' offense to do well against the Steelers' defense, which Noah also had, but oh, not for yeah. A.J. Green to do well. Exactly. And she was pretty confused, but uh, thankfully that all worked out. And A.J.
1: Green is generally the Bengals' whole offense.
2: Right, and also the, uh, the Niners' offense completely sucked in Seattle this week, so that helped me out big time, too, with uh, Anquan Bolden and... Who else is on Noah's team? I think it's Frank Gore too. Maybe Bolden
1: and Gore exactly. Yeah, I had that Seattle D who got me twenty-two points, but it didn't matter because I. They're
2: looking to pretty up. much unstoppable right now. Granted, it's only two weeks into the season, but yeah.
1: they also t- have Jacksonville playing at Seattle this week, which just on paper is like the best fantasy defense matchup this, in the history of the world.
2: Yeah, this, this is going to be a twenty-plus point spread. I, think I don't know.
1: Was. Oh, in the For game, yeah, it, it is twenty points right now. I think.
2: Is it already up to twenty?
1: Yeah. It's this is so like it opened tackle. at seventeen, I think, and I think it got up to like twenty and a half. I don't know. I would actually when a spread gets that high, you yeah. kinda have to bet the underdog. Like that that line is so inflated because like no one in the world wants to take Jacksonville, but I mean
2: but be, Jacksonville just looks so bad this year. They look like one of the worst
1: worst teams we've seen in a while. I agree with that. But one, I mean, Seattle possible letdown after crushing San Francisco and getting up for that game. And two, like it's it's hard to beat teams by twenty points, even a good team against a bad team. Like it's so much that can happen. Yeah, no I agree. I agree. I'd probably take the points too. Yeah. Um if I was a betting man, which I am. So so let's get let's get into your team a little bit. Um you're one and one. I I can't decide if I think you guys are good or not. You you haven't had a great sport yet. Um, wh- like, what's going on with your teams? I'm a little worried about Cam Newton. If I were you, I am too. You know, I I really liked Newton a lot.
2: I had him as pretty close to the the other top three quarterbacks. I had him definitely above Brady. I think Brady went before him in the draft. But there, I think the you, where spot. were you drafting?
1: Was it nine or ten? I had the ten spot. Right, right. You had one of the last picks in the draft order, right? Uh, yes. I think I had, I had either the third to last or second to last pick. And you got stuck with 10. What, what, was there a pick you wanted if you had your own choice there? If you'd won the lottery, would you have gone earlier? Uh, that's a good question. You know,
2: um, I didn't really think too much about it because I saw from the beginning, I had like the 11th pick in the draft order. And so I, I just sort of didn't really think about that too much. And, and it was pretty happy, I think, with getting sort of a late first round pick. I, I sort of like the position in early round four. To be sort of the top of that
1: round, I, I completely agree. I I was targeting the the later half of the of the first round as well. Um, I, like anywhere like seven through ten, I thought were actually the good spots this year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So so you you chose Cam Newton. I don't know. Like I can't I, trust I a quarterback that can't pass
2: well. Two two weeks into the season, I I am definitely second guessing that pick. But if you look at the last half of last year. Newton was one of the best, if not the best, quarterbacks in all of fantasy
1: football. I actually think he was the best. Oh, F- I think he's, oh, he might have
2: oh, been what? for one with Breeze, I think. Yeah. He was way up there. So I, so I was kind of banking on him sort of getting over that mini sophomore slump in the first half of last year and continuing that momentum into this year. But so far, yeah, just two really underwhelming performances. I mean, he has gone against two good defenses, especially Seattle. But it's- Seattle, definitely. The Bills, I think the jury's still out. They could be... They're probably. Mario so Williams
1: good. had like five sacks in that game. Like he he,
2: the, he did have sort of the game of his life, um, but I I don't
1: know if the Bills' defense is going to be all that good once the I, season's no, done. No, you you might be right about that. They'll they'll probably finish closer to average. I don't know. Like his five five and four rushing attempts over the first two games. Like that's the biggest sign. Like he needs to be getting like yeah, fifty he, yards rushing and a touchdown for you. Like he's he's yep. just not going to produce passing wise. I don't think like. Ever I, I'm be hoping that they they
2: start to reconsider what they're doing with Newton. I think they have a new offensive coordinator this year if I'm not mistaken. And uh, they he might, might but they still have Ron
1: Rivera who's awful.
2: Oh yeah, worst worst head coach probably in the NFL. Uh, but yeah, that that is kind of troubling. Hopefully they kind of reassess the situation and start to run Newton more cuz I mean, the guy's built like a tank and he's fast. I mean, if if anyone's going to have success running the football from the quarterback position in the NFL, it's going to be Newton and he's got the durability to hold up, I
1: think. Yeah, no, he he's not like the Michael Vick, like, going to get banged up every time. I mean, he's, right. he's huge. Uh, and then, so then you go Stafford around three. I'm always a big fan of double quarterbacks early, but, mm-hmm. like, so, like that's what's killing your team so far. I think you're ranked, like, 10th overall in total quarterback strength, and you drafted yeah, them I, earlier I, than I anyone else.
2: That's going to be a big strength for me. And, and, again, it's only two weeks into the season. And
1: that's true. It's very it's early to very be making
2: tricky, judgments. But, uh, yeah, so Stafford has been – he's been okay, but not really – worthy of his draft position so far so well, i
1: took him first round last year which he definitely was not worthy of um. yeah.
2: well he kind of had a down year had kind of a, a fluky statistical year.
1: i think he's kind of low on touchdowns yeah last year he went from 40 to 20 he cut in half when his yard stayed identical basically
2: yeah that was a little bit surprising so I'm um, i'm kind of banking on him rebounding a little bit in that department uh but but we'll see
1: only two weeks in. Uh,
2: but really, I think what's what's absolutely killing me right now is David Wilson. I, I, yeah,
1: I'm not, not surprised. His negative he, two points after two. He just- has amassed
2: a total of negative two points in two fantasy games. What, so. what was he, your fourth or fifth round pick? He was my fourth round pick. Okay. Going in. And, yes. yeah, I just I don't get it. I, I mean, this, this seems to be a trend across the NFL where a guy fumbles once early in a game, and the coach all of a sudden just reconsiders everything he thinks about this player and benches him and
1: starts playing inferior running backs. I, I agree. I mean, it might just be Coughlin and Belichick, but yeah, it does maybe. seem really odd to bench a player after yeah. a play like that. Like, I if, mean, it's just one, it's one play. Like exactly. You don't I bench mean, a quarterback for throwing, like, a pick on his first pass it, or Eli how would, would never play how, again. how many picks does Eli have so far? He has, like, seven, seven. picks. Seven picks in two games, people.
2: Yeah, which is ridiculous. So so I agree. It's like you, you watch this guy in training camp and preseason for like two months straight, and then all of a sudden he fumbles on one of his first carries and he's on the bench.
1: Yeah, That doesn't make any sense to me. Especially, I mean, the the Patriots did this with Ridley, and at least they had Vereen, who, who had a great game, but the Giants don't have anyone else. Like They just yeah. signed Brandon Jacobs, who's not in football.
2: Yeah, Andre Brown, who I, I picked up as the handcuff, was sort of like the insurance policy to David Wilson, broke his leg, so... Yeah, they they really have no depth at running back, so that makes the the decision even more questionable.
1: So what's your what's your hope for him? Do you th- do you think he's going to rebound to be productive for you at all? Or are you kind of um, thinking you're going to have I, to start benching him? I
2: am, I'm I'm going to start him again this week because I, I have to. I really don't have any other good options. But
1: I'm looking at your bench.
2: yeah, I don't know. I, I think if 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 this continues this week, especially if uh, Jacob starts getting more carries, I might have to start putting him on the bench until
1: further notice. But uh, I mean, I don't know. You might have to make a trade or something because I mean, you're only running back on your yeah. bench is Isaiah Pede. There's not really well. I know. Uh, there's actually. I well,
2: if you bring that up, I think there's actually quite a few running backs on uh-huh. waivers now because of injuries in week two that might actually be worth starting over Wilson. Interesting. So.
1: I won't. I won't make you name any names for sake of uh, getting them yourselves.
2: Yeah, that's always that's always the hard thing when you're podcasting to other people in your league, is you wanna talk about your league and you wanna talk about all the things you want to do with your team, but you can't get into too many details.
1: Oh well, my team's usually perfect after the draft, so I don't need to pick up players that often. So it yeah, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't hurt it, me, hurt me that much. It must
2: be hard to be you.
1: Uh, it, it is hard to be me. I draft the best team in the league every year and then injuries happen, <laughs> and I lose to Lamb Chop and <laughs> I'm sad. What, yeah, what about how do you feel
2: about Vic doing well for Lambchop so far? You must be torn.
1: God, you have no idea how torn. First of all, uh, Lambchop drafted two picks ahead of me in, in, um, in the round he took Vic. And Vic was my pick in the round, so I was very mm-hmm. close to taking him myself.
2: Yeah, you waited on that second quarterback, didn't you? Um, did you yeah, did you, and I ended
1: up with Carson Palmer, who I'm okay with. That was my yeah. backup plan all the time. That's, that's not bad. What did you get him in, like, round seven, eight? It was, like, seven or eight. And I actually, I almost took Vic in round six, because I did think he was going to have a good season, but I didn't want to have Vic and McCoy just for the sa- just for the fact that, like, then my entire fantasy team would be wrapped up in the Eagles' success, and, like, I couldn't handle the Eagles sucking and my team sucking. Like, I needed some, like, somewhere <laughs> to edge my bets on that. So, I was like, all right, if I get guess- Vic in the next round, the value's too good. Like, I, I thought he should have gone round f- five or six. Like, I thought he was a lot better yeah. quarterback, like i take, like, all things considered, like, over guys like Dalton or Flacco. Like, I would always take Vic over them. But. Uh, I definitely agree. Yeah, we, we should
2: talk about this, too. I feel like in this league, given that it's a two-quarterback league, QBs go too late. I know you were talking to Lionel last week about how he, QBs—
1: He completely—Lionel completely disagrees with that. I'm, I'm always on your side. If, like, if you look at my power rankings, I weight so heavily towards teams I think have good quarterbacks. Yeah,
2: because if you, if you look at this season, I guess it's fine to talk about draft strategy now, given that it's— Two weeks into the season. Of course. Um, but if, if you read all the ESPN stuff, you know, you read about in standard leagues, it's all about running back, running back, running back, because that's the scarce position. But that's assuming that you're in a 10 to 12 team league and you start one quarterback.
1: It, 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 CB, you're like preaching to, like your quarterback to my choir. Like 11 or 12. There, there are t- basically depending on where you cut the break off. Like if you think Luck is elite, Romo, whatever, but there's like ten to twelve elite quarterbacks. Like exactly, it, exactly. If it's a one quarterback ten team league, you should wait because you're going to get someone like RG three, Wilson, Luck in the eighth round. But exactly, after that, like it's like Lionel has Roethlisberger or Tannehill right now. Like that's gonna you can't you can't compete with that. Like no. Like if if those guys average I don't know fifteen points each compared to your guys twenty five points each on a good week like yeah you, you just beat them by twenty points right there
2: totally agree so so the way I looked at the draft this year was that given it's a two QB league I think QB slightly edges out running back for the the scarce position that you really got to target early it's sort of it's sort of neck and neck which is why I went. Two QBs and two running backs in the first four rounds.
0: Yeah. And I think, I, I think
2: wide receiver's a lot deeper this year than I think a lot of people will give credit for. I mean, I got Steve Johnson in like the eighth round, and
1: I, I the agree. drop off I, from
2: I, him to the like the 20th guy, you know, it's just not that
1: big. You're right. A wide receiver's volatile. So, like, Steve Johnson will have his big games, and I'm actually liking him a lot now. I think manual Manuel looks really good actually for a rookie.
2: Yeah, two games in, but I would agree. Yeah, he's
1: he's looked pretty good so far. Yeah, I, see, when I when I graded your team, I gave your receivers such a low grade. And uh, I really thought that <laughs> they're not as bad <laughs> as, as I said they were. They're just players I don't like. Yeah, they're, they're sort of like, I, I would totally agree. I don't fault you on that
2: ranking. I think they're one of the weakest wide receiver groupings in the league. But I just think that the difference, right? Because it's not about like having the best versus the worst. It's how big of a difference the points are. Yeah. And so I think that the difference between my wide receivers and some of the middle, middle
1: of the pack groups are no. Not it's bad. it's 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 not as much. Um, Cecil Shorts. Yeah, he put up thirteen last week. If if and Jacksonville had a quarterback, he's he's not he's not a bad player. I, I think that now that Gabbert
2: has hopefully, you know, taken his last snap in the NFL.
1: I don't. He's uh, gonna he's gonna play again. Oh God! I hope not. Uh, he's he's gonna play for them again. Who's, who's
2: their Who's their backup now? It's Chad Henney. Chad Henney. Yeah, that's right. He's. he's He's not a great quarterback, but he's serviceable enough that he can feed Cecil Shorts enough to make yeah, him. table. and he's not like he's a he knows how to play quarterback in the NFL. Like, yeah, not spectacular, but I mean, he can do the job. Done. You know, he's he's
1: basically like replacement level. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, so if your quarterbacks get it together, I think your team and CJ Spiller, like you've got good like your your first three round picks could all go off. Like, if that, yeah, if that or, comes together, I think your team could be good. But I think there's a lot of uncertainty my my team could absolutely suck too this year I mean well your team sucked, your team, team sucked last year you finished were you in last place last year or 11th place at the end of the season uh, I don't remember did you did you give up on that season I, I felt like you kind of did
2: no i I wouldn't say I gave up but I think it it became clear pretty early on that I did not have a very good team I mean what I busted on last year was I you drafted you are talking about you drafted Stafford too high last Way year. Way too
1: high last year. yeah. I drafted
2: Vic in the third round last year. Uh, and yeah. that just absolutely and, and I drafted Dwayne Bowe, who you now have the pleasure of watching every week. Uh,
1: well I'm gonna have a- to root for him against my Eagles on Thursday night. Um Yeah, I'd so into the I've like every year with this I've hated him. Like I thought he was super valued. Never even when he was putting up numbers, like I never thought he was a good receiver. Then I was reading, I don't know, like the whole Alex Smith, Andy Reid passing offense. Like I really jumped on the Dwayne Bo bandwagon, and I yeah. picked him like two two picks over Pierre Garcon, who I'm a little upset about. By the way, actually, so so so, what do you think about that trade? Am I way overreacting? I, I don't know. I don't know what Moose is doing here. I think honestly,
2: I think I think Moose has has a better team as a result of picking up. He he got Garcon for. What was it Nick Foles and uh, currently injured Roddy White? So,
1: so yes, he he is better in the short term. Yeah, I mean, yes, but there's a couple ways to look at this. One, like, why should anyone be trading with lamb chop? Like, <laughs> I think I think if you're honest with yourself, that's your biggest beef with this trade. But oh, that that is some of the biggest beef, especially after the week that he beat me and beat my week one score. So I'm really bitter at lamb chop right now. Um. <laughs> I so. I, I, I'm gonna say that I, I have no problem saying that, but also like the whole league, like we don't we don't want Lambeau to win again. Like we can all agree on that. And he's already hit the fucking jackpot with Michael Vick in the seventh round. Like, yeah, but I mean, how long
2: help. do you think do you think Vick is going to be starting for the Eagles? Come like week 12, 13, when we start getting close to the playoffs in fantasy.
1: If he doesn't I, get injured, I, yeah, I don't think he loses his job to anything but injury. Like, I don't.
2: Right, right. But, I mean, what are the odds that he makes it through the season unscathed? I mean...
0: Yeah,
1: I, I know. And now I have to root against him, and god damn it. Yeah. He, he's the exact type of player that, like, Chop shouldn't be able to be allowed to draft. He's like the type <laughs> of player that's such huge upside in such a late round that is only going to hit when L.C. gets him. Uh, yeah. Can, I, we should think about
2: what has made Chop so successful. Last year, do you, do you think he's just sort of hit – like he
1: hit on like RG3 last year, which was – Last year huge. hit on RG3, Peterson, and C.J. Spiller. That was – those yeah. were – Peterson, maybe not like a blind jackpot because we knew how good he used to be, but Spiller and RG3 were just like lottery tickets. Yeah. Uh, yep. But, I mean, he always drafts solid players
2: and he, he does he, – he 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 takes the lottery tickets in the right – no, totally he just seems protected. to hit
1: on a lot more than the rest of us. But Ag- agree, he got like Victor Cruz in the fourth or fifth round this year, and he's looking like a wideout one again. So like, this is the thing: like Roddy White, healthy, is, is better than Pierre Garcon, and I don't even think it's that close, in my opinion. Like, wouldn't you take Roddy White, full health, over Garcon, full health? It's it's
2: hard because I think if you just look at talent, Roddy White's probably a more talented player, but RG three loves Garcon. Like, if you looked at the beginning, like, Garcon was actually a guy I was hoping to pick up in, like, round six, maybe hoping he would slide to round seven this year, because he was injured for most of last year, but when he did play, he was, like, by far the number one target for our G3, and he would I, just gets so many passes that I, I think he's going to have a great season, and he's
1: probably a better fantasy player than Roddy White going forward. Oh, so, so I, I think that's the basis of, like, my, besides the fact that slam Chop, like, I don't think Garcon's better than Roddy White. Like, I'd take Roddy White over Garcon right now for the rest of the season. But, but Julio Jones is is taking up a lot more of the People targets. People said here. that last year and Roddy White had more catches, more yards, more touchdowns, more targets. Like I know it is a year later, so it, like every year it's going to swing a little more in Jones' favor, but like there's no like two wideouts can be successful in an offense. Like there's no rule that says they can't both be right. wideout ones. Like it's happened many times before. Yeah, no, I hear you are saying. I think it and, and, and has RG RG3 has, until like I, I agree he's getting the garbage time numbers, but he's not looked good passing the ball against like That's regular two, defenses.
2: Yeah. yeah, I would I would say that too, and, and we don't even know how good. I mean, the Eagles' defense. What are your thoughts on this? You watch it more than I do, but
1: uh, they I are.
2: Mean, defense obviously gets lit up, and they play prevent defense in the second half most games. So yeah, I mean, basically the Redskins. I don't think they've scored a first half point this year.
1: Uh, well, they got seven on the Eagles, but that was oh, a defensive touchdown, not offensive. Okay,
2: yeah, so I don't think their offense has scored a single point in the first half.
1: Wow, I did not it's even really realize good. that between the two games. Yeah, they, so and the other thing is Garcon is also, like I looked up his stats today. He's never hit 1,000 yards. He's also pretty injury-prone himself. And the, the thing that annoys me, and then we can get off this trade uh, and stop talking about it, but like, so so this is, so Nick Foles right now only has value to lamb chop. So yep. if if I'm moose, I'm either gonna get a lot, I'm gonna get a lot more for him, or you wait till Vic gets injured, and then Foles' value skyrockets across the league. Like once yeah. Nick is out, there's eleven other players. Every manager that. would value Nick Foles as like a QB two or a backup quarterback. Like at least there's a bidding war. At least you're not just giving him to the only one who wants him right now.
2: Yeah, and I mean, Vic's probably going to get injured at some point, but is that yeah. going to be in, in Week 3 or is that going to be in Week 13? And do you really want to waste a bench spot on Foles the entire season when in this league we only have, what, five bench spots? So the IR helps, though, with that. The IR does help. I, I do like that change. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think keeping Nick Foles on your bench the entire season waiting for Vic to get hurt is necessarily the best strategy. So, it's, I I can't fault Moose for making that trade. I think it's it's probably going to make his team better in my opinion, we can differ on this. Um and what Lambchop did is, I mean, his team's definitely not worse and he's hedged against two big two big risks, which is
1: Julio Jones and Mike Vick going down. So, yeah. Definitely I, definitely a good move for Lambchop. I mean, come playoff time when I'm sure Lambchop's going to have a bye week again, like look he now has three number one. If Roddy White's healthy, he has three number one wideouts on his team and his quarterbacks. Like, yep, it's gonna it's gonna be tough for me to have to beat him in the finals. I'm gonna do it, but <laughs> it's 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 gonna be hard. So so let's move on to the power rankings. Where do where do I have you? I Have you at like eight or nine this week? I think. Yeah. Did you take a I look at this? Uh, I did. Yeah, I think that that's that's. Ooh, I have fair. you at nine? Is that fair? I had you. Yeah, six, then seven, then nine. So you're dropping every week, Choir Boy
2: yeah I mean, right now I think that my team could go in one of two directions. Uh, I think it could be i think I could if you know the quarterbacks start playing up to the potential that I think they have, and Spiller starts playing and David Wilson stops scoring negative points, then I think I could definitely compete and definitely make the playoffs um but if if those guys continue to play as poorly as they have so far. I could be bottom of the barrel this year, so I fully acknowledge that there's a lot of uncertainty about my team right now.
1: Yeah, uh, you have you have more upside than well, you're definitely like I definitely would draw a line between like the nine and ten spots and say like the the, the bottom three: Lionel Fusioni. Right, I'm sure this all changed, but I actually think those three teams are really bad. I don't think your team is really bad. I think like you and Moose and maybe Anton. Actually, I think you and Moose are probably both bet, have more upside than Anton. He just came off a really good week, so I, I ranked him ahead of you guys. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, so so would you? What do you think about the the top couple of players? I mean, LC is clearly going to be number one. Um, any other teams? Like, who would you rank up there? Is there anyone else you think is really strong?
2: I think honestly, and not just because I'm on the podcast, but I think you and LC are definitely one and two. I Boom! Think, I
1: love it, C V. I
2: I think there's a clear... I think you guys... I mean, even after the draft, I looked at your teams. And from the beginning, I, I would say that you guys probably look like the top two teams going forward. That could change on a dime, depending on injuries. I'm
1: I'm nervous right yeah. now about Reggie Bush.
2: Yeah, what's what's the latest with him? I haven't been he's, following
1: that. So, the, like, the MRI revealed, like, it's it's not a serious injury. He's not practicing, but he's just a soreness in his knee. He's questionable for this week or not, so... It's not going to be, like, a, a, a serious thing, I don't think, going forward. But I'm, I'm a little worried. that One, he might miss this week, which isn't great for me. But Joy Bell has actually looked really good. So, yeah. like, even when Bush comes back, I'm just worried about this becoming more like a 50-50 split than, like, uh, Reggie Bush is the dominant running back here. Especially because yeah, he, in week one, he also, he hurt his he groin took- and his thumb. He's got, like, three different minor injuries going on.
2: Yeah. I mean he's he's always had minor injuries so this
1: is really nothing new for him. It is but nothing new for him. He
2: looked really good. I I liked him. Where did you get him? Was that I got four? him
1: in the in the 5th round. Um That's that's solid. Which I went into the draft targeting actually. Um so when I w- after the before the draft lottery one of the reasons I was targeting like the latter half of uh the first round is I went through the first 6 rounds and like mapped out who I thought I could get where. And like yep. Reggie Bush in the 5th is one of these value picks I really really wanted and wanted The pick to get him there, so I was I was very happy with that. He's actually him, and um, actually probably him. He was probably my favorite pick of the draft. Oh, and Shady, I knew Shady was going to have a great year. Like I had him number. That was I I had him number two.
2: Take him because he took him over what Foster Lynch and Spiller.
1: Yeah, Foster was the only one of those I was. I debated because I didn't think he was going to fall that far. And he hasn't looked great yet, but I do think he will He will look really good.
2: Yeah, I, I really – I thought hard about taking Foster in round one, even though I, I really liked Newton before watching him the first two weeks of this year. Um, I I was just really scared to take a, a first-round pick running back with the injury concerns that Foster had two weeks ago. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, you don't want to bust on your first-round pick.
1: You, you really don't. I, I mean, the, with a first-round pick, the most important thing is just to get, like – a reliable stud player. He doesn't have to finish like in the top five. He just has to be like good week in and week out for you. Yeah. Um, I, don't know, I won't Newton's not doing that either for you, but he's he's better hope. Um yeah I, yeah, I mean I really thought that he could he could be like a
2: top three. I mean, he might he's probably not gonna into this going into the, the draft, I didn't think he was gonna outscore Rodgers or Breeze, certainly take them over him. But I thought he'd be closer to Manning's level. Of course, Manning's been playing like uh, a laser rocket armed quarterback, yeah so far this
1: season, but he, I didn't think he looked that good against the giants i mean I if, didn't think he looked, honestly, his if he numbers looked at numbers the numbers were good but his ball football. his passes were not flying that well no even against the the um the ravens in week one if you watch the
2: if you watch that game or you watch some of like the highlights of that game, it looked like the receivers were just ridiculously wide open, and he was just able to kind of not float it in, but he didn't really have to zip it into a tight window there and and some of those touchdowns just looked way too easy against the Ravens. The Ravens just didn't show up for that game.
1: Yeah, the the Ravens really were overmatched. Um against the Giants, like a bunch of his his balls were like a little wobbly like behind yeah. receivers like he, him and Welker, which I, well, I was thrilled with Week 1. Week 2 they were just not on the same page at all. I mean Welker had some drops Manning threw behind him a few times, so Yeah. I, I didn't think that looked that good. But So, yeah, we'll so, see. so what about our, do you following the Patriots at all? They're still your team, right? Of course, yeah. Okay. I mean, do you, do you watch the games out there or or how did you uh, so follow? I've
0: haven't,
2: I haven't been able to catch either of the two games so far, but um I've sort of been keeping tabs and you know, at least watching like game cast where I can if I'm out somewhere.
1: What what um, do you what are your thoughts on them so far? Are you worried?
2: Um so, I mean certainly the the injury to Amendola, especially this early in the season where we were kind of hoping to lean on him yep. as the go-to target is is troublesome, but I think all Patriots fans, if they were honest with themselves, knew that going into this season, the offense was going to be kind of a work in progress. And so I was sort of preparing myself for the offense to be kind of shitty in the first few weeks and maybe even the first half of the season, not to be up to standard, but hoping that sort of by the time, you know, week 12, 13 comes around, that some of these younger players in Amendola, Gronkowski will be back healthy. Uh, I really like Edelman, always have, that, the offense would kind of round into shape in time, and that we didn't really need to win 12 games, you know, to win the AFCs this year. oh, you. Well, Miami actually
1: could be That's a threat to you. I, I don't know. Uh,
2: that, that is that is kind of a concern now. It's, it's sort of like we thought that maybe like 10 wins or even nine wins could have been good enough to win the division because it sort of has been for for the last few years.
1: Yeah, and I still think but, it, but, it will
2: think be. Miami's better. Miami's definitely. Granted, it's only two weeks in the season. Again, it's hard to draw too much from those two games, but they look pretty good. They they could definitely. So I mean, just,
1: they're probably going to win eight games. So you don't you don't sound worried about the Patriots. You think everything's going the way you thought it would, and that they'll be fine the second half. I mean, the the, the offense has looked worse than I. I mean, I
2: wasn't expecting much from especially the first few weeks, but they've looked worse than expected. I Three, mean, Brady
1: week two looked as bad as I can remember.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, he just he had no one to throw to outside of Edelman in that game because like. Amadou is out. Uh, Zach Studfeld, who is supposed to be pretty good at the beginning of the season, he's been injured, I think. He's got, like, a hamstring thing going.
1: Yeah, Kembro um, Tompkins is awful.
2: He, yeah, I mean, everyone loved him in training camp and even the preseason. But, yeah, he just has not shown up in the regular
1: season. I mean, he was a, was he a seventh-round pick or was he undrafted? I don't remember. He was undrafted. Yeah, like, I understand there are good undrafted players like Arian Foster and many other uh, Many others who I I think Marcus Colson was undrafted. Like I'm sure there are many others out there, but like there's also a reason when players don't get drafted. Like they're generally not that good.
2: I think with him it was more a character concern than other things. Like I I think he had the talent to be maybe even like a fourth or fifth round pick, but I mean I, I think it was all all character issues with him. It's like uh what's his name um the the Patriots cornerback Denard who uh who everyone pegged as a second-round pick last year but fell to the seventh because he punched a cop.
1: Yeah. So, Maybe. So. I don't know. So, so would you bet on the Patriots meeting my Eagles in the Super Bowl or do you not think they're gonna, how they're going to do in the playoffs? You know what? If you want to talk about sort of the NFL in
2: general, I think that very few teams have kind of shown, to be, shown themselves to be elite so far. I mean, like Seattle has looked really good. I think the
1: Niners will still be good. Still be I it. that's the, true. You know, you know who my, <laughs> first, my Super Bowl yeah. pick from the NFC is? What's that? My, my Super Bowl pick from the NFC, which uh, everyone says I'm crazy, but I actually think this team has been good for like three or four years and just had bad luck, is Chicago Bears, I think, are a lot better than people give them credit for. Interesting. I mean, they, they're 2-0. and They've beaten two 2012 playoff teams in the Vikings and Bengals. Well, let's let's not oversell. Them okay, so to, I think those teams we're talking about the Vikings and the Bengals. I think those were the two 6 seeds, but still, <laughs> I mean, they're two and zero. Oh, those aren't like they're not jump teams. Like they're middle of the pack teams. There are people that thought the Bengals were a Super Bowl team this year, which is, is such a joke to me. But the, the, there are yeah, people that thought the Bengals better. were like going to be the two seed in the AFC after Denver, and then uh, I don't know. I think some of that was just hard knocks. People like watching them and overrating them. Yeah,
2: I mean, the the Bengals, they probably have a pretty good shot, as good a shot as anybody outside of the Browns to win that division. I mean,
1: the Steelers have
2: looked bad. The Ravens have looked pretty bad so far, but I think it's kind of a toss up
1: between those two, th- those three teams rather going forward. Yeah, actually, literally outside of Denver, is there an AFC team that's good right now? Like Houston has looked bad too. They've almost lost both yeah. their games. Oh, I know. I had them in Eliminator last week, and that was pretty scary. Oh, yeah. I, oh, they almost lost. Baltimore almost lost. Um, New England. All, every every team basically almost lost an eliminator last week.
2: Yeah. No, I, I was pretty scared about that Pats game because when it comes to the Jets, you know that they always get up for that game and that defense always seems to play well, even against the good Patriots offense. So, mm. so
1: who you, who who are you picking uh this week for eliminator? Do you want to say on the podcast or are you keeping a secret? Um,
2: I mean, it's. It's pretty obvious going forward, I think, that there are two teams in the NFL who are just completely terrible, and you should probably bet against them on any given week, unless they're playing each other, or on a bye. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't think you can go wrong picking against the Browns or
1: the Jags, pretty much at any point this season. Yeah, especially think- when the, the Jags are going to Seattle with a 20-point spread. I mean, that's... You might not want to waste your Seattle pick this week, That that's the strategy call, but that's probably as big a lock as any game ever. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I, I agree. So uh, I'm not going to say exactly who I'm going to pick, but I, I think sort of everyone has realized this, so I'm not really giving anything away when I say that you could pretty much pick against the Jags or the Browns any given week, and it would be a good pick.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, so how, what do you what, think about
2: what, that trade, by the way, the, the Browns trade they made today?
1: Ooh, I, I didn't see that. I actually, oh, they
2: treated, um, actually it actually worked today. They traded Trent Richardson to the Colts for the Colts' first-round pick next what week. What the fuck? Yeah,
1: seriously. How do I not know that? This is they traded Trent Richardson. Yeah, that. Oh, who said? That's why Hudson said, "Fuck the Browns" in that email. I did not understand. (laughs) Why else would anyone care about the Browns? Yeah, I didn't want to put it together. Um, Wait, wait, wait. Trent Richardson for a first round pick. Yep. That like just one first round pick. That's the whole deal. Um,
2: I don't know if that's it, but I think that's. I think that's the gist of it, yeah. So they get the Colts' first-round pick next year for Trent Richardson. Wow, why would they give up on him? I don't know. I mean, there, there's some talk that he didn't really fit with the scheme with the new offensive coordinator, head coach. Ooh. I mean, getting a first-round pick for any running back is, unless it's like Adrian Peterson, is probably a pretty good trade.
1: But he was a first-round pick last
2: year. Like, is that a good trade? I I mean, you can second-guess the previous – uh, GM, but
1: I don't know. I, I think it's it's kind of a toss up, but. Oh, I'm, I'm trying I, to I think. think. That's, that's going to be great for Richardson fantasy value, I think, though, going to the indie I offense. I think it's
2: going to be good or bad. Good. Well, yeah, now he's got to compete with Ahmad Bradshaw, though, for carries.
1: You don't think he's going to be the de facto number one right off the bat? Yeah, I mean, I think he will, but
2: in Cleveland, there was no one else. Like, I don't think, I, I literally don't think another Cleveland Brown has taken a single carry.
1: <laughs> that, that that might be true. Um, oh man, that's interesting. I I can't believe I missed that today. I don't know what I was doing.
2: Yeah, I think it came out kind of late. I think it came out only in the last like So he's gonna days.
1: he's gonna play this week for Indy.
2: Uh, I assume so. If he can pick up enough of the playbook and the
1: man, you 20. don't like midseason trades really never happen in the NFL either. That that's surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of trades, actually, do you want to? Because I know you t- you emailed me earlier in the season. Um, what's the worst trade offer that Fuse has made to you? <laughs> Well, there, there's been a lot of trade offers.
2: So, so by the way, yeah, Fuse did start offering me trades literally less than 48 hours after. Oh, period.
1: wait. Actually, we can break news live on the air. Did you see that this email just came through that a trade has been uh, approved? With oh, Fuse, okay. What, Fuse and happening? Lionel. So, let's let's break this down. Fuse is trading Matt Forte and Danny Amendola to Lionel. So, Forte and Amendola okay. for Eddie Lacy, Randall Cobb. Michael Floyd, ooh, interesting. You, so interesting. You, so you gets Lacy Cobb Floyd for Forte and Amendola. Hmm,
2: that's interesting. So you got sort of two injured guys currently, Amendola and Lacy,
1: right? And He's then Forte up. and Cobb are pre- Forte. Michael Floyd's kind of a throw in there. Lacey and Cobb for Forte and Amendola. You want to say, if is if healthy, you want to say... For, and Forte's looked really good, actually. He has a good, so far, um, I mean, Cobb has also looked good. Cobb may be the... Cobb is probably the single best player in this deal. Yeah, like, I, I'd, I'd agree with that. But I, but I wouldn't say he's a lock. Like, until a player's proven it over a full season, I'm hesitant to, to trust him. Like, he, he was good last year, or people thought he was good last year, and his numbers at the end of the season weren't like amazing. Yeah, but he was supposed to take on
2: a bigger role in this. No, offense. I know, I know. Like, like, they have so many wide receivers, and Aaron Rodgers will throw to basically anybody. So I don't know how much that actually matters, but... Interesting.
1: I mean, the other thing is, these are, like, the worst two teams in the league, so who knows if this even makes a difference <laughs> to, to us good teams. But I don't know. I think I'm going to give the early edge to Lionel on this deal, but I'm going to have to think about it and look through their rosters some more. Yeah, so, so what? Lionel had a bunch of running backs go down this week, didn't he? He
2: had, I, I was listening to the podcast.
1: Uh, oh, he, he Stephen. Jackson went down, which is which is bad for him.
2: Right. Yeah. So I, I remember I, I only got to listen to last week's podcast after Sunday's games, and because Lionel was talking about how he had so much depth at running back.
1: Yeah, he had Stephen Jackson, and he had Eddie Lacy. We just traded both. Both were hurt in that in uh, week two. Yeah, that's rough. So I mean,
2: it, it kind of makes sense, right? Like Lionel gets an upgrade at running back, and Fuse gets an upgrade at wide receiver you
1: know,
2: the, where they had some injuries. So so I think that makes sense for both teams. I don't think anyone really... It, it do. does.
1: I mean, I guess it depends on how good you think... Am- if amandola comes back healthy, you could make an argument Cobb's not that big an upgrade over amandola Like, he is, he is an upgrade, but I don't know. Like, there are people that thought Amandola could be top 10 just getting all the volume in the New England offense.
2: Yeah, I mean, everyone thought that he'd be like 2007 Wes Welker, but, I mean, clearly he's hurt himself. And I think he's sort of competing for those slot receptions with Edelman and then Gronkowski is going to come back and I mean, he gets a lot of work over the middle of the field. So I think there might be some competition for, for receptions in that area.
1: All right. Now that makes a good point. So, so let's get back to awful feud, fuse trade offers from, from postseason. I, I, what was like the worst one he sent you? I know you showed me and it was like absolutely ridiculous.
2: Yeah. So, so most of them revolved around Joe
1: Flacco Yep, same same with me. He made me, like, five different Flacco offers. Even though I've said a hundred times, I will never own Flacco in fantasy. (laughs) I I, I response
2: to Every single one of his trades, I was like, Flacco sucks, I don't want him. That was, like, my entire response. And he he kept coming back. And then I think he tried to throw in, like, Alex Smith instead of Flacco, but it was still... Yeah, His quarter...
1: Like, this is what happens, guys, when you don't draft quarterbacks, really. You get stuck with Flacco and Smith. Like, it's... Yep. It's your own fault. Like, I don't understand why... Like, the moment the draft ends, people are just trying to, like, trade their whole teams away. Like, like just, yeah. you just have to <laughs> draft better than that if you already hate your team. Yeah, right. Like that's basically what I told him.
2: I was like, the draft just happened two days ago. If I wanted the players that you have on your team, I would have drafted
1: it. Exactly. There was not a huge demand for Joe Flacco that you could not have drafted him if you didn't want to. Yeah,
2: it was. Mo- I think it was mostly, like, Flacco and then... Maybe like Forte, who's decent, but for like Spiller and Stafford. Yeah. Like Spiller and Newton. It's like, why well, am I going to trade you my first and second round pick for your like third and ninth round pick?
1: <laughs> exactly. The, the, one, the, the worst one he made me, I'm just looking it up now from August 26th, which I guess was like a week after the draft. Maybe not, maybe a couple days after the draft. I forget the date. But uh, he offered me Flacco and Ryan Matthews for Andrew Luck and Brandon Marshall. So quarterback for quarterback, I'm giving up luck for Flacco, which is clearly worse for me. Yep. And then I'm giving up Brandon Marshall for Ryan Matthews, which is probably an even bigger difference. <laughs> and I would take Marshall over Flacco. Like, I'm giving up the better two players for the worst two players in this scenario. Like, yeah. why it's, it's you, not even close. Like, Why are you even making those proposals? Like, it's <laughs> and, and like, of everyone's time. And
2: then, then he's, like, G-chatting me and trying to convince me that Flacco is amazing, telling me all about his amazing
1: playoff run last year. And I'm like... Come on, I'm, I'm not that stupid. Laco is worse than Eli Manning, and we all know my thoughts on Eli Manning. So,
2: yeah, I don't, I don't know what his strategy is. Is it just that he makes so many trade offers that he's hoping you accidentally accept
1: one? I literally or- was thinking that was it. Like, it's, it's the point. Like, you hit accept by accident once, and then you're just fucked, and you gave him your whole best team for no one. Or you just like break down and you're just like
2: fine, just stop proposing trades, I'll just accept whatever you put on the table.
1: Se- seriously, Like there there needs to like there has to be a limit on how many stupid trades you can propose. Um Yeah. I, I mean
2: I, I responded finally after like the fifth or sixth trade proposal that was ridiculous with uh my kicker for Doug Martin.
1: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and,
2: and, and the trade proposal stopped coming after that. Yeah. So I'm
1: guessing I'm guessing he didn't say yes to that. No. All right. so, so let's look quick, quickly ahead to week three. Um, you're favored okay. against Anton. Are, are you going to win this week? I don't think I'm favored on the... Yeah, you're okay. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, is you're, it? You're uh, projected at 138. He's projected at 130. Oh, okay. So that's changed. Okay. Um, either
2: the rankings change or I, I move some players around or something. Um, yeah, who does he have going this week? Aaron Rodgers against Cincinnati. Cincinnati's defense doesn't look terrible.
1: No, their defense is pretty good. Um and he 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 benched oh, he took Josh Freeman out of the uh OP spot and put in Hartline instead, which is
2: Josh Freeman is terrible. I mean, like if you looked at the, the he draft rankings be, of quarterbacks,
1: like I... he was like in the top like sixteen
2: or seventeen quarterbacks and I just had no understanding why that's possibly the case because he's
1: gonna lose his job. Maybe even this week. Yeah, he might be done already. I mean, all the, he doesn't, I mean, uh, what's the coach there? Shiano, right? Like, they hate each other. Yeah.
2: Oh, they absolutely hate each other. And he's like, he was stripped of his captaincy, and then he showed up late for like Yeah, a, he was, that's like, the
1: worst like, sign I've ever heard in my life, is quarterback <laughs> stripped of his captaincy preseason. Yeah. Like, the, so, uh, that offense is like built to succeed, though. They've got good wideouts. they got Doug Martin. They've got a good O-line. Like, it's. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, thought he'd be able to put up better numbers, but and he's played. He played New Orleans last week and threw for 125 yards. That's actually the like <laughs> he threw for 400 yards against New Orleans.
2: Yeah, I mean, some people are saying that New Orleans defense is better this year, but again, it's like it's week two. Like you, you can't tell if your defense is good or if you just played two bad offenses.
1: Yeah, I'll say that it is better. It has to be better than last year, but even against right. a good defense, you have to throw for more than 125 yards. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you could be playing the best defense. Like you could be playing a fucking Pro Bowl defense of twelve or eleven Pro Bowlers, and mm-hmm. like a good quarterback's going to throw for more than that, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think Anton's got some tough matchups
2: this week. So oh, he's t-
1: he's actually benching Ridley right now. Oh, I don't know if his running backs suck. So you have a huge advantage there.
2: Well, who knows? I mean, David Wilson. I might, maybe I should just yeah, you, David Wilson in favor of nobody.
1: You you might. You, you could actually be doing better. You'd be two points better right now. Um, <laughs> his yeah, wideouts are okay, but... Reggie Wayne's playing San Francisco. That's not going to be easy. Yeah, I'm holding out that Andrew Luck will have a good game somehow, though. Uh, yeah, the Niners Smith against the Giants, so could be big. That could be good, but I've got Newton, too, so... That's true. Uh, that kind
2: of balances out a little bit there.
1: Good point. For, yeah, Anton's like... He needs the Rogers to Jordy Nelson connection to be big, and then he needs Jimmy Graham. Like he needs those three players because his his team the rest of the way look is just not very good outside of those three players. Yeah,
2: I think he's the the Ridley picks kind of hurting him now, but I think Ridley will will bounce back. I
1: mean, especially with the Varine injury, he has to right. Like they need, they need to run the ball because they can't pass the ball anymore.
2: Yeah, I mean, once Gronkowski comes back, I think he helps a lot in the running game. People kind of overlook that because he's so prolific as a receiver, but he's a really great blocker too. So I think that'll help Ridley. That'll help everybody when Gronk comes back, maybe this week, but probably the week after.
1: So that should be a pretty good game. I'm going to beat Moose in my game to make up for him giving Lambshot, Roddy White, and Nick Foles. (laughs) Um, I think the game of the week actually, and ESPN's rankings or their project scores agree is Noah and uh, Vigo actually should be a pretty good matchup. They're the, the top two projected scores, and they're both in the top half of my Tron rankings. I think it's the only matchup of two top half teams.
2: Yeah, that could be interesting. I mean, Vigo's team is it's an interesting group. I mean, it depends a lot on Kaepernick. It's, it's all on. Ka- it's. I mean, I, like I, I wrote in the power it rankings, he was amazing but- in Week One against Green Bay, and you know, but who knows how much that means. And then he played Seattle, so he, he could have played basically the worst defense and the best defense. So well, it's hard to really. When they're the
1: yeah. worst and best, like he played – Green Bay, like San Francisco owns them. Like they just yeah. – them, and Seattle just kind of owns San Francisco. Like they're just the best and worst matchup. And yeah. I, I think 34-point swing may be the most I can ever remember from a quarterback, like 40 to 6.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs>
1: – Like I can't remember a quarterback <laughs> having ridiculous. A, a bigger oh, – man. yeah, no, Manning didn't drop off 34, did he? Because what did he have, like –
2: Actually, he might. I mean, have. he had like 50 something points
1: in the but first I think round. he's still at like 30. Actually, now I'm going to look that up because I'm curious. Um,
2: he had a couple touchdowns, 300 something yards. Like he, he had a he had
1: a good game. Um, so who's he on? He's on Hudson's team. Hudson. Yeah. Hudson's actually 2 now. Hudson's team might be all right. I like his quarterbacks also. Um, like, I hate Manning and Matt Ryan a lot. 26. Yeah, he got, he got Ryan in the third round,
2: which is really good. I think he slid too far to, to be there mid third round. But... Would you
1: rather have Ryan than Stafford?
2: Um, hard to say. Yeah, I'd probably I I in my rankings I would
1: have taken Ryan
2: over Stafford if they'd both been there.
1: But got it. All right. So so Peyton Manning dropped from fifty seven to twenty six. So only a thirty one point chop off. But God, those might be the two. But you'll
2: take twenty six any day. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, yes, you would. All right. So this is running long. Let's get to the end here, CB. Um, you ready for Tron ranks? I think so. Let's do it. Okay, your Tron rank is you've to so so you remember the rules right?
2: Yeah, I got to uh, pick top, top three, bottom three from from the 12 – do we decide if Frogger – Frogger
1: is eligible. Frogger is eligible. Okay. okay. So, to so top three, bottom three, um, pick one Tron to be your personal chef for a year. They cook every meal you eat for an entire year.
2: Oh. I think the cleared number one on top is Frogger.
1: Uh, Frogger is – right? I, I, I wanted to get Frogger at the top of the Trimax. Frogger is Frogger, <laughs> a good cook. But actually though – for me, he's a guaranteed one, but for everyone else, he's only going to cook vegetarian food.
2: Okay, so this this is another thing that has happened to me since I moved to California. I'm vegetarian and have been. Yes!
1: There. Oh my God, Stevie, that's great. So, so
2: this this just makes Frogger like the ultimate lock for the number one pick. Do, do you eat seafood or are you, are you all the way? Uh, No, no meat, no seafood. Oh man, how long ago that happened? This is like two years ago.
1: Oh, quite a bit. Congratulations, I could not be happier for you.
2: Thank you. It was it was sort of a slow evolution, but I, I finally got there.
1: It's the it's, it's the only way to do it, especially out there. It's so easy.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, okay. so Frogger's clear number one. <sighs> okay, so I can I can pick myself, right? You could yeah. All
1: right. Oh I, I, no, no, you can't pick yourself. I can't pick myself. Okay, because you can pick I, me, and I can pick you, but you cannot pick yourself.
2: Okay, because I would say not to to drop too obvious of a hint, but I'm a pretty good cook myself, and I cook a lot <laughs> of good veggie stuff, so.
1: Yes. Are you <laughs> lobbying for me to put you in the top half in mine? Maybe a little bit. By the way, picking me last week was
2: another good one for the I,
1: survival. I, I, I knew you'd be good at that. I, I do
2: have those skills. Okay, okay anyway, so uh, that's a good question. I don't know if anyone else can actually cook.
1: Then you're just going to have to guess.
2: Um, I'd go with Anton. I feel like Anton is cultured enough that he would know how to cook a decent variety and he'd be pretty decent at cooking. Interesting. So I think I would go with Anton. I, don't, I have no idea if he cooks for himself. He sounds like a pretty busy guy, so he might not. But Okay, so I'm going Frogger, Anton in the top. Um, I don't know. I, I might think about picking you, Narf, because you're vegetarian, but I have no idea if you can cook at all, and so that would be a pretty risky pick.
1: I'm not going to tell you right now. You can, you can it, go for it, whatever you want, man.
2: All right, I'll, I'll pick you. I'll go. I'll go with with the veggie thing. It's,
1: it's a good. It's a, pick. It, It's a good pick. Me and Fryer cook together a lot.
2: Oh, Okay, good. Oh no, wait. I now I remember you guys would would cook up at Usdan.
1: Yep. Get, bag of Brandeis, Yeah, I remember Farf berries. The <laughs> those <laughs> farfberries are fucking legendary. I make those a lot too, but I've improved them. See, back then it used to just be strawberries dipped in waffle batter, waffle batter, and deep fried. But okay. I started like holding out the middle like cutting out the middle and filling it with chocolate so now oh. it's like chocolate filled strawberries deep fried they're delicious
2: that sounds amazing all right so so i'm pretty happy with my 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 three picks i, I go you with frogger number one you number two and then Nanton
0: number three
1: okay and your oh, bottom your bottom three cooks
0: uh, i don't know
1: um
2: you're just gonna have to guess all right i'm gonna go with um I'll go with um let's see. Let's go with fuse just because fuse makes terrible suggestions on anything, so he'd probably suggest a terrible menu. Okay. Just to keep with the trend of picking fuse on the bottom. Um I'll go with Moose because I don't think he really cares enough about cooking to be good at it. Um and then let's go with priest i think priest is too busy to actually know anything
1: about cooking interesting okay um so i'm gonna flip anton to the bottom that was your bad pick um, okay
2: why is anton a terrible pick tell me about this so he doesn't he doesn't eat food
1: and, and lionel he lo- even he loves cheese though right? lionel hinted to this during the survival skills he he only eats cheese he doesn't cook he just eats but that's cheese. okay with me I, i'm okay with eating mostly cheese for a year you don't <laughs> want a personal chef to come in and hand you a piece of cheese for your meal Like, I see, I like cheese a lot too. I mean, not to Anton levels, but like, okay, he he doesn't eat food, he doesn't cook. Um, so (laughs) so Anton's on the bottom,
2: then that is a bad thing.
1: I'm gonna throw Hudson on the bottom because I'm pretty sure he still lives with his mom in law school, (laughs) so I'm assuming she cooks all his meals for him. Um, uh, third bottom, I don't think Moose cooks. I also know Moose always has like girlfriends that are really good cooks. So I assume they just cook and he doesn't. So I'm going to throw a moose on the bottom too. Um, top, definitely Frogger. Yep. Um, I, you know, I wasn't going to put you in the top, but you're a vegetarian. You say you cook. I'm going to go on your word there. Good so I've, I've got you and Frogger. And I know Lamb Chop likes to cook. I don't know if he's any good. I think Lionel likes to cook, but I'm not sure about that. Um... I'll go I'll go lamb chop. It, it pains me to say it, but I'll go CV, Frogger, and Lamb chop in the top. Okay. those are chon ranks. Cool. Choir boy man, thanks for coming to the podcast. This was awesome. This is a lot of fun, yeah. Hopefully Kuma, I-, I might have to force you to do another one this year to make up for last year. I would love to. And if you want to do sort of uh, get
2: some more more than one Tron on at once, then... I'm,
1: I'm going to start doing that. I think a lot of people have said I'm going to have like two or three and we can get some good discussions going and everything.
2: That could be fun, yeah. So let me know what time works for you, and uh, I'd love to come back.
1: All right, cool. Have a good night. Good luck on the rest of the season, and I'll talk to you later. All right, later now. See you, man.